the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Rescuers Radio Show. And uh, you can hear us at uh, Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ and faithtalk1360.com. It airs every Thursday at 530. And then uh, goes into the uh, stream here with uh, as a pod- podcast. So, just look for uh, Rescuers Radio Show, and it pops up. I have a great guest here that I'm really excited about. Randy Spencer is the Partnerships and Development Director at Alice Cooper's Solid Rock Teen Centers. Hi, Randy. Hey, thanks for having <laughs> me. We appreciate the opportunity to talk about what we do. You know, I, I, uh, I'm i really excited about this because uh, I, I can't tell you how many thousands of times I've driven past the center at 32nd and, and uh, Thunderbird. And you finally gave me a, a personal tour a couple of weeks ago. And it's, and it's, it, there's more there than I even could have thought going on in there, but I want to talk about you first. So if you could give our audience uh, a little bit of your background, how did you get to this point in your life? Well, I started in the music industry probably about 30 years ago, uh, right here in Scottsdale. I'm originally from the Bronx, New York, uh, go Yankees. And I <laughs> supposed to be go Suns tonight. Go though. Suns. I'm super, <laughs> super excited about that. I hope that they go all the way for, yeah. you know, for four in a row. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, grew up here in Scottsdale, uh, thought about working in the music industry, had no idea how to go about doing that. Uh, a lot of my teachers in school always told me I was a good writer. So I would look at newspapers and magazines and realize Somebody interviewed Van Halen and somebody interviewed, you know, XYZ artists. And I thought, well, somebody, you know, got paid to do that, to interview Van Halen. So maybe that could be me one day. So I started pursuing any way I can really get into writing. And that was kind of my pathway and started writing for a few newspapers and magazines. And then I got published in CCM and Billboard and a bunch of other national nice. magazines. And one week I'd interview Daryl Strawberry. One week I'd interview DC Talk. One week I'd interview... Metallica, one week I interviewed someone from Rush, one week I interviewed Reggie White of the great Green Bay Packers, and that was a great pathway for me to kind of start my career toward working in music. What a great mix of people, too. I love sports and I love music, <laughs> so I decided to focus on those two areas. Yeah. 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 So so um, tell us more about what's it like? I mean, it's, it's more than just working within the music industry. What all did you do? Uh, you were managing... A lot of times, right? I did. I managed people like Brian Setzer of the Straight Cats, uh, Jason Newstead of Metallica. Uh, in Christian music, I have a very 
vast background. I've managed Michael Swede of Striper, uh, Kevin Max of DC Talk. I was a part of Israel Houghton's career, um, a part of Mark Bird, who wrote a song called God of Wonders, and I was in the very beginning of that. We sold two million records with City in a Hill, so that was a really great pleasure to be a part of that, and I've been a part of a lot of people's careers. Yeah, so, so you spent a lot of time around Nashville, probably. I lived in Nashville for <laughs> six years, and I love that city. It's yeah. a great city. I do, too. I like it. Um, so uh, from that to uh, Partnerships and Development Director at Alice Cooper's Solid Rock, how did, how did you connect with Alice to begin with, or should I say Vincent? Well, I was living in San Diego for about eight years working at a music management company. I moved back to the Valley approximately 10 years ago, and I just have this random odd story of how I connected with Alice's organization. I was looking for an office space in downtown Tempe, and the city of Tempe people owned some buildings, and they connected me um, with Leslie Krieger, who was booking music at Alice Cooperstown, the restaurant that was open a few years ago, yeah. and I didn't know that Leslie was connected to Alice, but Leslie was booking all the music for Mel Avenue. And in the middle of my meeting with Leslie, um, she said, oh, well, I volunteer at Alice Cooper's organization, and we're looking for some judges to be a part of a music competition that we do every year, and I saw your resume, and we'd like you to be a judge. Would you be interested in that? I said, yeah, of course. And on my notepad at home, I had... Alice Cooper's Solid Rock written down because I read an article about the organization, but I didn't have time to call them. And a few months later, I started being a judge through that organization. I just fell in love with what they did and really respected the mission and loved the team. And I started volunteering and helping out. And that kind of led to a part-time and a full-time position. Nice. So, uh, and you've been there how long? I've been at the office now for about seven years. And Alice's ministry goes back a couple of decades, right? Our 501c3 started 24 and a half years ago. Wow. Yes. So, has this exceeded his vision, or uh, did it come up come uh, to where he thought it would be? Is it... Well, the mission is to make an everlasting difference in the lives of teenagers. Yes. And the whole goal is to give kids a safe space to spend their time, to engage with them, to be involved in the arts, because we do music, art, and dance lessons completely for free. And the deeper engagement is how do we build relationships with youth so we can um, make an effort to tell them about the love of the Lord. Yes. So there's a lot of answers to that, but we have (laughs) one teen in particular that has told us, and we have several teens that have not committed suicide as a result of coming to our teen center. And one of the first teens that told us that, you know, her name is Tess, and Mm -hmm. she's been greatly impacted by our ministry. And she asked to hand Alice and Cheryl a note and talk to Alice that night that she was there. And she told us that if it wasn't for us, she wouldn't be alive. Oh, my gosh. And Alice and Cheryl, you know, a few weeks later told her board, if we did it just for that one teen and all 24 years were just to save that one life. It's worthwhile. It would be absolutely worth it. Oh, my gosh. So God has a huge hand in this. And um, so how do teens find out about uh, Solid Rock? Well, we do a lot of engagement with the schools. We do a lot of engagement with churches. We just find a way to connect with foster youth programs, to connect with other nonprofits. So we get kids that literally come in on a skateboard. We get kids coming on bicycles. We have kids um, coming from, you know, parents. So it's kind of an all-the-above thing. The, the teen center 
our mission is to reach everybody. So we want to be a full accepting place. So that means, you know, teens could be atheists, they could be Jewish, they could be Muslim, they can be leave nothing. They could be trans, they could be gay, they could be not who sh- sure who they are. They could be from a home- homeless background. They could be from an affluent background. If they're a teen, 12 to 20, they're welcome in our building. That's awesome. So day to day, you don't know who or how many are, are going to show up? No, we don't. But we have sometimes of an idea if a large group comes in. But usually we average 80 to 110 kids a day. And if, uh, if somebody's listening right now, how does a group sign up to come in? We're open 2 to 7.30, and we have two centers. We've been open in Phoenix for nine years, and we're now in Mesa. We've been open in Mesa for about five weeks, and it's at the corner of Country Club in Maine, and people can just walk in after 2 o'clock. That's an easy place to find. Yeah, so yeah. it's right half block from the light rail in Mesa. Yeah. We're real excited about opening a second location on the east side. Yeah. Well, let's go deeper into, uh, I want to hear more about what you did with music, uh, whether it be managing groups or managing individual musicians and how that worked through your life to get you here. Yeah, well, it's just been a privilege, you know, to be trusted by artists. You know, artists are, you know, really unique people. We're all unique in our own ways. And to be able to have the ear and the time of recording artists that have trusted me to be a part of their career is just, you know, amazing. And to be able to see, you know, people like Israel Houghton have a vision to release their first album, to release Israel's first record is great. And to be able to be trusted, you know, to do, you know, different things for people like Brian Setzer. We released Brian Setzer's first Christmas record, you know, ever. So to be a part of the management team, to be able to do that, you know, and again, to be a part of an album like City in the Hill, and to see the realization of God Wonders, which was just written, you know, as a worship song and crying out to God in the middle of, you know, the forest in Arkansas. And it was not written for intended to be on an album. It was just written just purely to be a devotion to God. And to see that song become so successful worldwide um, has just been a privilege, and it's touched so many people's lives. And it's just so cool to be able to, like, see people um, come closer to God through music. I think the first time I remember hearing or seeing anything about Israel, he was at the Potter's House. He's been a part of the Potter's yeah. House. He was a part of uh, Eagle's Nest out here. Yeah. You know, he's been involved in several ministries, but he got his main start here in Phoenix. You're in Phoenix. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. So, um, and Nashville, of course, is a hotbed for uh, Christian music as well as all music, but really hotbed for Christian music, I think, isn't it? Yeah, Nashville's a mecca just for so many different things. A lot of big athletes live there. And for Christian music, it's pretty much the capital of the world, you know? (laughs) know? But, I mean, there's a lot of great Christian music, of course, in London, like Delirious and Martin Smith. And, you know, Hillsong, of course, has done phenomenal things. Now, was was your work mostly to promote? Uh, So what, what did you do with the individuals or the groups? Well, it's a little bit of everything. So when you're a music... You're a writer. You're kind of a writer, right? I do a lot of writing still. Every This morning, I was writing numerous scripts for a bunch of interviews that we're doing right now. We're actually um, doing several interviews for foster care youth with Alice's ministry across the country. And we have an interview with Appel Diap today for Black IPs that some of our team is doing. Nice. And with Johanna Wagner, who runs uh, social media for Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees. And tomorrow uh, we have a bunch of guest um, 
appearances as well. So we're doing that for five days for UCLA and ASU. But for in for working with individuals, for a music manager, sort of like a general manager of the musicians. Uh, business and you would oversee everything, and that would mean interacting with the record label, interacting with all the PR people, negotiating the contracts with the music agent, make sure the tours all go correct. Wow, being a spokesperson for you know the recording artist. And you're saying, somewhat saying, <laughs> only, only, only about twelve percent sometimes. <laughs> That's a lot of work around a lot of people that uh, that want to they want. Action now, right? It is, and it can be really <laughs> demanding, especially if you have multiple clients. I mean, I would often have, you know, times that I would spend three days in New York and then have to go right to L.A. for another project and, you know, right to London for another project, and it's a very time-demanding uh, career. My gosh. So um, back to, to how you connected with Alice and how this all worked out, and you're responsible for bringing in partner, like the your title says, uh, you're a development guy, so partnerships, and uh, which is an open door for f- fundraising with whomever you you can bring to the table, right? We've been able to do a lot of really unique, great things. So one of the things that we created, and I was able to be uh, a part of, is I pitched with the state of Arizona an Arizona lottery ticket with Alice Cooper on it. <laughs> And we released that two years ago, and we're very proud of that. It generated $9 million for the state of Arizona. Nice. We sold a million seven hundred thousand Arizona lottery tickets with Alice Cooper's image on it. <laughs> That's amazing. And then, so what What other examples beyond that? We've had some recent partnerships with Dan's Eyes and Dairy. We have an Alice Cooper on a chocolate milk bottle that sold across <laughs> the whole state of Arizona at all the grocery stores. They've done a great job you know, doing chocolate milk bottles and milk bottles for the Arizona Cardinals and the Phoenix Suns. So we're in great company with that, and that's been a good revenue partnership. We have bands uh, perform and solo artists all over the city, and we have kids opening up for Newsboys, P.O.D., Skillet, Johnny Lang, uh, Colt Ford, Jackson Brown, and we create those opportunities, but a lot of those are paid, and we distribute part of those uh, payments to the kids, and a lot of the kids in our charity get their first paychecks in life, but that brings in revenue for wow. our charity as well. You're nailing my generation, <laughs> 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. I love, <laughs> I love that era of music. Yeah, Jackson Brown especially was uh, real, really high on the list. So um, so you had, I saw you had some, uh, like some cities involved uh, in a partnership with you, with, with uh, Solid Rock. We do a lot of work with pretty much almost every city in the entire state. So, for example, yesterday I was in a meeting with the city of Goodyear, and they hire our teen center to program a lot of their events at the festivals and parks. So we bring in a lot of music and different programming for them. So, for example, um, this October we'll do an event called Goodyear Rocks, and it's an open public festival for the anybody that can attend, but it's mostly for the citizens of Goodyear. And we'll have a ukulele festival there for teens to try ukuleles. We'll have five bands performing. Uh, we'll have, you know, a costume contest. We'll have an open mic karaoke that we provide all the entertainment for wow. and programming. We also get hired by the Mesa Public Schools, and we go into schools directly on Zoom and in person, and we provide guest speakers as educational opportunities for the students, and they can learn from Anybody like the Arizona Republic pop music writer to 
the person doing live audio for some of the biggest rock and roll concerts in the valley and students can learn directly in the um, cities will hire us for those things nice so uh, if you're tuning in late to rescuers radio show uh, my guest is randy spencer partnerships and development director at alice cooper's solid solid rock teen centers so when uh when you grace uh, gratefully took me on a tour of the center uh one of the centers um they can learn many disciplines there. There's a if they're interested in dance, you have a way to do that. You had a dance area. If they want to imagine any kind of an artwork or whatever that you have an area for that. You have an area if they want to be a musician and they've never learned a, an instrument. You help them with that. You have instruments that they can try out. They can. I mean, it's amazing. All of our programs are entirely free for all youth ages 12 to 20. And we do. We have a full dance studio so they can take dance lessons. And <laughs> we have dancers perform in the community. We've had teens do artwork for Taco Bell and Dutch Bros. And we just finished an art mural for several downtown businesses in downtown Mesa. We've had teens create art for the Arizona Coyotes with the art piece being hung in Gila River Arena. Kids can learn how to work in a recording studio and record their music at no charge. So we're kind of like a creative Disneyland for Jesus. You know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Disneyland for Jesus. And I'm sure Alice laughs when he hears that. He, yeah. He has a Alice and Cheryl call it the glorious racket because there's <laughs> kids in there learning guitar for the first time. There's kids in there learning drums for the first time. And we're not trying to get the kids to win a Grammy Award. We're just trying to get them to learn, you know, the basic disciplines of the arts. And through that, we can build relationships with them, and we can hear about their challenges, and we can share our challenges and how we've overcome you know, those things through God's love and hopefully give them a pathway to decide about giving their relationship, their uh, life to Christ. Right. And with your two examples already, I mean, you can't have better uh, witness than that. We've had teens tell us that they've gone into recovery and they're not drinking. We've had teens tell us that they don't cut themselves. We've had teens have better relationships with their parents. We've had teens get great jobs and college scholarships through our program. And, you know, we've been really blessed to see a lot of fruit. And those are only the told stories. Yeah. So um, if I remember right, there's a grand room. Uh, you, you're, there's a church next door to Solid Rock up in the North Phoenix area. Yes. And called Genesis. And you use that area to put on concerts. And once in a while, you bring in a noted a musician or something for the kids to to hang out with or listen to? Yeah, our whole building, um, the Rock Teen Center in Phoenix, is 28,000 square feet. Yeah. And we partner with Genesis Church, okay. and we share the whole facility together. But they have an auditorium that holds about 350 people. Yeah. And we've had Brian Head Walsh of Corn come out and give a faith message and a guitar workshop. We've had free concerts from Sister Sledge. We've had Alice Cooper surprise concerts there. We've had Don Bluth do an animation workshop for teens and give a faith message. We've had Rob Halford of Judas Priest um, do a free concert, <laughs> and five kids got to perform on stage with him. And we've actually seen Rob um, hold the Bible on Easter Sunday and Instagram and wow. you know, talk about Jesus being the resurrection and the life. And that's really cool just to see people thinking about the Lord a little bit more through yeah. possibly being a part of our programs. Well, and music is such a universal language, right, for yes. anything. And um, so, um, meeting meeting Alice, 
was that kind of a game changer for you? How did that drive, affect, uh, redirect your life at that when you got involved with Alice? Well, I've met celebrities for thirty years. So for me, <laughs> no surprises. You know, it's a well. There's always a surprise. <laughs> Humanity is surprising. Right? We're all imperfect in need of a savior. Amen. But one thing I can say about Alice and Cheryl is they have inspired me personally and professionally and spiritually in so so many ways. They genuinely love the Lord. They're genuinely always about interested in other people. I've learned so much about their longevity for their marriage and their love for each other. I've learned so much about their care for other people, their desire to fulfill our mission to reach teens. They don't want to just be a face of an organization. They are hands-on, very involved. And, you know, it's been a privilege to be able to implement and execute their goal of being able to reach kids through Christ through the arts. So do you ever look back and and over the 30 years that you had in the music industry and all these different disciplines that you, you're knowledge, knowledgeable about and say, Okay, God, you were you were building these. This, these were the building blocks to, b- blocks to bring me to this place. I mean, every day I am equipped, you know, now to do what I do, you know, at Alice's ministry and give back and and apply a lot of knowledge to kids that really want to know how do you work in the music industry and what's the future, you know, like for me and you know and then every you know for years you know I've been able to learn a lot about negotiating music rights for television commercials and film and TV. And I've been trusted by a lot of brands to be able to do that. And I often negotiate rights for commercials for Wienerschnitzel or Hilton. And I just finished a a big project for Sweet James. And we have a commercial airing nationwide right now uh, for that. But all the things that I've done have really equipped me for my future. And it's just been a a blessing, and I love being able to do what I do. Yeah. So um, you can your 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 main focus is a Solid Rock Foundation. Yeah. And but these these ancillary things you're still doing. You're still able to do that and enhance what you're doing. I consult on the side from yeah. time to time for projects that I enjoy and be involved with. But that's probably about ten or fifteen percent of my time. I spend ninety percent of my days, you know working in Alice's ministry and yeah. helping kids every single day across the state. It's got to be gratifying to not know every day. I mean, there might be a core group of teens that you see every day, but there that that sweet surprise when somebody shows up from the East Valley or South well, wherever they're coming from, they've heard, they've heard by word of mouth or people they are friends, and they show up. You don't know what they're about. But that must be exciting for you to check that out and bring them into the fold, so to speak. It's so exciting and a privilege. And I have dozens of stories about that. But I'll just say one quick, you know, story. We've got time for one and a half. Is that awesome? (laughs) Or maybe two. We had a recent promotion with Aoli Gourmet Burgers, and they have three locations in the Valley. And we allowed teens to submit uh, a burger recipe and a shake recipe. And the winning recipes got to go on their menu. And they got a variety of prizes through that. And some of the winning teens were part of Adobe Mountain High School, which is part of the correctional, juvenile correctional facility over on I-17. And two of the teens from that high school and correctional facility won the shake contest, and they've never won anything in their life. Wow. And for those two young girls to 
submit something that they can be a part of in the community and give them so much hope and inspiration is amazing. And when I heard that they won, I told the correctional facility director, I have an idea. Let me call you back in five minutes. And I called our contacts at Maricopa Community Colleges, and I told them the quick story. And I said, I want you to give them a college scholarship for those two girls right now. And no red tape, no get back to me right now. We're doing it. And when they said yes, and I called the correctional facility back and said, tell the two girls that when they get released, we're there to support them. And we're going to give them both a college scholarship for anything they want to go into. Governor Ducey heard about that. It's a workforce program through the state of Arizona with DES. He tweeted about it. And we just recently gave them this week a scholarship. They got released from the correctional facilities. So the two girls are now going to go into nursing and uh, orthodontist work um, wow. at the colleges. So we're really privileged to be able to do that. Oh, my gosh. And 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 uh, to, to, to say it's a thrill is not actually as exciting as it really is. And I hope that we're rescuers for those girls. You are yeah, rescuers. I mean, that's what we're trying to do is just <laughs> be a light to teens and just help them to think about good things and think about the Lord. Amen, brother. Randy Spencer, Partnership and Development Director at Alice Cooper's Solid Rock Teen Centers, one in North Phoenix, uh, 32nd Street and Thunderbird, and a new one in Mesa is open now. Yes, and if anybody wants to call us, see our teen center Bring teens over. Our office number is 602-522-9200. And you can also check us out at alicecoopersolidrock.com. And we'd love to engage and have anybody come over and see what we're doing. God bless you, Randy. And thanks for being a rescuer the way that you are. Rescuers Radio Show. Uh, heard every Thursday at 5.30 at faithtalk1360.com or faithtalk1360 KPXQ. And just uh, take a look. Uh, online. Just go to Rescuers Radio Show. You'll find us all over the place. Thank you and God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.